Down and down again. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't find her. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am this little chemical. This should be coming. I'm recording this in the middle of, I think it's August 15th. This will probably drop to the end of the month. As I already have some up, other some other things uploaded, excuse me. And um, this came as a pleasant surprise. So, WB has got to be the most, I was saying bipolar, but it's disrespectful to anything that's bipolar, anything or anyone that's bipolar. So, they have to be the most weird company to where I feel like, you know I feel like with WB, I feel like it's just structured wrong. I feel like... Johnny, this is go along this journey with me. Johnny, his strength is in marketing and booking, right? Just go with me. Um, and um, and Susie, her strength is in creative and mark mark's strength is in leading uh he can put everywhere everybody where they need to be right i feel like wb will then take Susie, put her in the leadership role take mark put him in the uh the marketing role and then joe or whatever first name i use i can't remember now so i'm just I'm just so confused about this company in the creative role. And now everyone is trying to say, hey, you do know I'm better with this, so I'd much rather do this. But no, we want you here for whatever reason, reasons. And so now you have these people who are in the wrong departments, wrong strengths, and legitimately they're trying to help each other out because they don't want each other to fail because then guess what? They'll have no job. Or they'll have to start over or whatever the reason. And legitimately, they are just being set up to fail. I feel like that's what this is. Now, I remember hearing that there was a Sandman TV show coming out. I didn't think much of it. This was like, this had to be last year. And I didn't think much of it because if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they've been trying to put a Sandman comic book show movie together for a very long time. And I believe a lot of it was, and I could be wrong here, but I, I believe, because uh, Neil Gaiman, I believe, owns all his rights. No, it's the DC character. But I believe he owns enough rights because he's vetoed a lot of stuff. And this isn't like a Watchmen thing, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure someone will correct me. But I believe he has enough rights to where, like, they just haven't messed with them. This hasn't been a Watchmen thing where um, uh, Gibbons and uh, freaking... Uh, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I have his face in my, uh, I have his exact face, Alan Moore. Uh, I have his face in my vision, and I can't think of his name. I, I, just, I, I just, there's something about it, because they've tried this before, and Neil Gaiman has nixed it. So he has enough rights to the characters to where 
he can nix it, right? And he's been a huge part of this show. Like, he's been advocating it. He's been knocking people on social media who's been trying to knock him, which they deserve. Um, I believe the only thing he didn't have the rights over was Constantine, which is why you saw the version of Constantine, which you saw. Um, I think the only time we've actually had a comic book accurate Constantine was on was the Matt Ryan version. Um, so that's one. So it's I didn't think much of it. Also, I don't and I don't remember if I heard WB. I, I probably did. That's why I probably blanked it out. If I'm being honest, I don't remember uh, exactly the thing, but I I just know it just didn't connect with me. So what two weeks ago now or a week ago last well, I don't know whenever it was. By the time you guys hear this, it's gonna be weeks anyway. But apparently, from a week ago today or two weeks ago, whatever it was, uh, Netflix they advertised, "Hey, um, the Sandman is now on Netflix." Right? I was like, "Oh, okay, it's something to watch." You know, um, as you guys know, I, I'm actually I literally just turned in today. Was it today? Yeah, today I turned in my last discussion board. I'll ever just turn. I'll ever turn in. I graduate next. Well, I'm, I'm already graduated. You know, I've already passed this class. But essentially, essentially, I'll be out of school. Um, this is my last week in school. And so, um, I was looking for something to do. And I went into it with not much expectations. You know, I haven't read the Sandman comic in, my God, oh, oh, years, many, many years. I don't remember much about it, to be honest with you, because, yeah, it was a darker comic. It was a cool comic. introduced me to, and now, and did Sandman, I think, I think Sandman did introduce me to Constantine, but I believe... What made the impact with me with Constantine was um, Swamp Thing. Anyways, so I I just was like, cool. I'm looking for something to watch, you know. And honestly, I will say this, and I, and some I I don't understand where whole the whole cancel Netflix thing came from the last year or two, or whatever. I I don't know where people got offended, so I don't really want to speak on that. But people have asked me like, hey, how come you still have Netflix? Honestly, I think Wade Keller put the best a few years ago when the WWE Network was still a thing. He said the way that the WWE needs to promote it, he was on Austin's podcast, Wade Keller was. And he said the way that WWE needs to promote it is we're here when you need us. And that's how I see streaming services. Like I legitimately watch, if I'm watching something or, or, if, it's, or if something's background noise for me, which a lot of times is more background noise than me actually watching, it's YouTube. I just have YouTube playing or whatever, and I'm not really paying attention. I see all my streaming services that I pay for and the ones that I don't pay for as it's there when I need it. Like, example, um, I believe Titans and Doomsday, uh, Doomsday, Doom Patrol will be canceled after the next season. So I'm assuming we're going to get actual ends to those shows. I've never seen a scene of Doom Patrol. I've seen them in the pilot episode or the the pilot season, air quotes, no air quotes, you're doing air quotes of Titans. Um, I've been told nothing but fantastic things, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to binge the entire show, though. Um, but it's there when I want it, though. Netflix has been... Dude, I've been a, a subscriber to Netflix when they still had DVDs and video games and stuff. And matter of fact, it's funny I bring this up on Netflix. I'm doing it today. is because I, I believe I just saw a thing that said Netflix, 90% of it, um, customers don't use the video games. Well, they wouldn't, though. Because mailing stuff out is like seen as ugh. It's like it's like someone says, "Hey, write me a letter." Who's gonna do that shit? I wouldn't mind doing it, but I, I I'm assuming most people give you a funny look and say, "Hey, dude, you're not that special. You can fuck all the way off." Like you know what I'm saying? And 
and I believe I used the video games one time under my day. But even then, when I first got my Netflix, this is why I get grandfathered into everything. Now I don't know if they still do grandfathering because they just keep going up. But I got grandfathered. I think I was, was like three price hikes before everybody's now just the same. I got grandfathered in before, you know, whatever, three times. That's how long I've had Netflix. I've had, and when I signed up for Netflix, it just came out of my account. I just forgot about it because it was there when I needed it to be. But I was such a more of a WWE produced DVD fan that I really didn't take advantage of it. I let other people use it, you know? And then when it became a streaming thing, which I still didn't understand streaming at the time, I understand it, it was like right at your fingertips, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really take advantage of the early stuff because the early stuff on Netflix was to me awesome. When you had the, and I and I don't remember names and stuff. But I remember just movies that I enjoyed and I, I thought it was always gonna be there. I didn't know anything about rights and um and stuff like that. So that was a learning lesson, obviously. But um, it's one of those situations where I've just had it for so long that it's just there when I need it. You know, like even the other day, I, I think I think I'm gonna do a show based around Woodstock '99, the documentary. I thought it was a hilarious thing. I had no, I had no clue. I was what, 13 or 14 then. I had no clue this was a thing. Um, it was funny until the end. The end was kind of just, no, disturbing. Um, but that's why it's there for me. That's why I paid my, was it, 16 bucks now. Um, I think it's 20 bucks if you're of like, um, multiple TV, like, like four or five screens you use. I think it's honestly, it's my Netflix use has calmed down because me and my sister have changed our, the, I say hours even though I pay for it. Um, cause I'd use her HBO max. And so, cause either way someone's going to pay it, right? Like if I, if I say, Hey, I can't pay Netflix this month, which wouldn't happen anymore. But if I say that she would pay for it and vice versa. Anyways, um, so that's why it's just there for stuff like that. Like, legitimately, I have not thought about Netflix since uh, The Lincoln Lawyer came out a few months ago. And I liked the movie. I liked the book. I had to read the book for school. I didn't have to read the book. Well, you were supposed to, I'm doing air quotes again, read snippets of the book for a class. And I ended up reading the whole thing. It was one of the, actually one of the very few times for, for a class I actually found something they uh, set me intriguing, you know. Um, but anyways, so pretty much that's how I see Netflix. I, I, it doesn't do anything demeaning to me. I will say this in that article. I do agree. If you are looking for something to watch on Netflix, it's hard to find something that you haven't seen that you, like, I enjoy the fuck out of Seinfeld. I do. I'm actually, matter of fact, now I think I'm surprised I haven't done a retrospective on Seinfeld, but I love it. But. Anything I love, I, do, I tend to not wear out. Like me, I love pears. Pears is my favorite fucking fruit. I can't tell you the last time I had a fucking pear. I think it was probably months ago. But I don't get it all the time because then it'll just do, it'll just kill it for me. And so, um, it's one of those situations where for me, I, I don't get heavily offended because I can watch something else. And most of the time, for being honest with you, I just need background noise. Like when I used to do homework all the time, like um, my last final. Um, I actually had, I don't even know what, it, I think it was Dark Knight, uh, I think it was, I think it was a Dark Knight on, and it was just, and it was on HBO Max, I just had it as background, I don't even know what scenes are, it doesn't matter, sometimes it's just background noise that, to let me know that I'm alert, right, 
Um, but anyways, yeah, I I did want to touch on that because people have been asking me about it, and I was like, I don't really have a thought on it because I just that's how I treat all my streaming services. Like, if I work like WWE networks get WWE network usually gets played two maybe three times a month, mostly for pay per views. That's the number one reason. The second reason is for the Stone Cold podcast if it's a person I'm interested in. Um, and honestly, three is for the most random shit. Like the other day. I went to August 4th because one of my most, my favorite moment in WCW history, not in WCW history, was when August 4th, when Lex Luger won the WCW championship from Hollywood Hogan. I remember that night. I remember what, that's the only night that I chose, in the Monday Night Wars, that's the only night I chose WCW the entire night overall. I just, I watched all three hours because I, you felt, it was one, first of all, the 100th episode, two, you felt something special because Luger was so fucking hot. Like, he was just so... It, it, there was something about it. And then, I remember one point in time, the, the ankle lock from Kurt Angle was, like, one of the most feared finishers. The torture rack was one of the most feared... Like, everyone from NWO didn't want to be in it. And I will say, for everything that NWO gets, as far as, like, not putting people over or whatever, blah, 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 they put that move over. That move felt special. You were scared of it. You were like, he puts Hogan in that. Hogan's not getting out. Right. So here's my thing. Um, that's my take on that. And I felt this would be appropriate time to do it. So anyways, I cut on Sandman. And I think this first season, and it's leading to a second season, obviously, which is it should get. Because uh, it's the freaking number one show in like 80 countries or whatever. Uh, I believe it's a masterpiece. I believe I give it a 10 out of 10 as a first season. It, dude, it has a lot to live up to, and you still have so many characters you have to introduce into this lore. Like, we've only seen two of the siblings of the dream. We've seen death and desire, and we already know how it's set up to where, and we're going to get to all this in a second, to where desire is clearly the one that just hates dream the most. But, like, there's so many things that I know. It's like an example, and this is going to be all out of place. But... When Dream is captured, and he's captured for 100 years, when he's captured, they're not looking for Dream. They're looking for death because they want to bring someone back. If you guys haven't noticed, when Dream talks to Death about it, and Dream says, hey, Death, they were looking for you. She says, I know. And they keep walking. I'm like, that's what that's a climactic end to a fucking conversation. Like, if I talk to my friend, I'm like, hey, dude, I was, you know, I was putting a concentration camp. You know, for six months, and they were looking for you. And he just says, yeah, I know. All right, motherfucker, you want to say more? You know, I, I take little notes like that. But the reason why I say that thought was a masterpiece is because I felt like um, Dream was... I think my family's home. And I hear him talking. Dad's at home. <laughs> um, but no, I, I believe like... Um, Maybe my hair door slam. Maybe not. Maybe the dog. I don't know. Anyways, so for me personally, I feel like there's so many threads to still pull on. And you still have to introduce characters. As, and, and it looks like the big bad of season two will be Lucifer. Um, where do I want to start? Sorry, I'm, I'm, there's so many things I want to start at. I think where I want to start off was Dream. I don't know his guy's real name. I know he's best friends with Robert Pattinson, supposedly. He did a wonderful job as Dream. I felt the evolution of the character in season one. 
going from this character who was trapped to this character who came home and expected everything to be the same and was hard-headed to this character then essentially asking forgiveness of his subjects and saying, hey, I didn't realize how much things had changed, how much I had changed. Um, I thought he did a wonderful job. I thought the acting was spectacular. Um, and I loved how each character devolved or evolved. And I love the pacing, how you have Dream Captured. Dream's Captured for maybe, what, two, two or three episodes. Or maybe an episode, whatever. But whatever it was, it went from him being captured to now he has to get his things back. They don't waste time. They use every. They use all ten episodes superb, because he gets his his stuff back in episodes what three, four, five. Now that part of the story is over. We're not gonna prolong. Well, you know, this piece is missing for the rest of the season. That's not a thread they wanted to hang on to. And I don't remember. And, and mind you, I have not revisited the comic book. Nothing. I don't remember um, exactly. The, the the ups and downs and everything, but this, as far as the TV show, it was perfectly paced. Then you have a essentially a filler episode that's not filler, where you have death. And she uses a great line. Whoever wrote this is just fantastic. They say, she says people are scared to come with me, but they go with you willingly every night. And it's like, well, yeah, you're death. <laughs> that's finality. Um, a dream is a dream. But no, I feel like it was meant to be. For some people, a filler, but you're still learning about the connection he has with death and his his family, and you're realizing the connection that he missed while he was locked up, and you also realize that he became a savage. I see. I saw it as kind of like a jail thing. If you ever had someone you loved in jail, and you see them, and you see them when they get out, like they're they're different people. In my opinion, for that first year or two. Because now they're adjusting to normal civilization where you can go wherever you want to go. You can talk to whoever you want to. Now, whether they want to talk to you or not, it's a different story. But you kind of see these things where it's like he's mourning things. And she's like, well, what are you mourning for? Poor you, you. You got your things back. You know, like you just you see the evolution. But I felt like in a position where some people and I have heard some some people tell me they thought the episode was filler. No, I appreciate that episode. Now, the episode I thought was the best written episode and the scariest episode was episode five, where you have this guy using this magic to have people tell the truth about everything and supposedly be who they want to be. And I'm like, hmm. I think my opinion on that personally is I don't think people want to say what's on their mind all the time. I think it's easy to say that, but I don't think it. Because I know for a fact with myself, if I said everything that was on my mind, a lot of feelings would get hurt. <laughs> but that's never the goal to hurt people's feelings. The goal is to say, all right, what, is, what are you doing here? And why, why are you messing with me? Right? Trying to figure that side of things out. Excuse me. And um, I feel like personally... He just kept using that power to where it then turned them evil against each other. And he, he was so hurt by his mom and her lies that he felt the world need. That's not a thing, you know, because even he didn't want to kill anybody. Even he 
after being lied to when he had that that uh that driver who then just waited for him and he gave her the gift of eternal life essentially um he, even after that he forgave her even though she lied like there's, there's there has to be room for all that and that's what dream was trying to get through to him um i thought that was the best episode because that, that was the first episode where i was like i, I stopped and i texted in the middle of it and I sent all those um, those bra emojis where it's like that, that black guy has a phone and he drops the phone. Um, that was a really good episode. Um, I know Jonathan Esther said episode six for him or seven for him did the same thing. Episode seven didn't do the same thing for me. Um, and I think because once you introduced the young lady, I kind of lost. I kinda, that was my only time where I lost myself outside of the show and I, I, I whenever you add a kid into it and they kind of get you know what kind of messed me up just to get a side note here was the runaways the kids were so whiny <laughs> so any other thing right you have to do this for television right? I remember reading the runaways comic book they weren't that whiny <laughs> and I figured whenever you make a kid whiny it's kind of like ugh and so for me personally um She was she was a bit whiny, and <laughs> so it was kind of for me. It was kind of like, all right, I don't really want to deal with this right now. I don't want this to ruin my mood. I was able to get through that though, because at the end, the twist at the end with her grandmother giving her life, and she was supposed to be the vortex, and you realize the desire essentially raped her into having that kid. So that, so that way the kid can be the vortex. Um, it's one of those things where it's just kind of like, okay, that's the genius of that. And um, I'm glad she won't be around for season two. <laughs> her or her brother, uh, Jed. Um, that was the only thing that took me out of it. Otherwise, I thought it was brilliant. Even with Desire, I always forgot he was around. Like, you've seen him in maybe four episodes. And at a total, maybe his time on the screen was 12, 13 minutes. And I'm being generous when I say that. But, like, you know who he is, but you just keep forgetting about him because you forget he's the one that's playing Puppet Master. And then you didn't even know. And then the thing that caught me the most was when the grandmother said she had been pregnant and pregnant while she was in eternal sleep. And it never crossed my mind because I was so into the show. And I've told you guys this before. When I'm into something and it's good writing, God damn it, it makes me a fan and keeps me a fan so it does really good things right um that didn't even cross my mind it should have been rape alert rape alert you know but it didn't it just made me say all right that's another layer to it whatever and i just push it to the side if this was like a cw show i would have noticed immediately because they would have harped on it but no it was just a a throwaway line, essentially, because because of how she delivered it, the acting was superb in this thing. So, um, Desire just, and then by the time you get to the end, you realize, holy crap, Desire Desire was a part of this whole thing. And for me, it was like, all right, damn, that just blew my mind. It was so simple, so simplistic, so simplistic, dude. I was so grateful to just see that and. And once again, the thing that confuses me is WB just, they produced this. 
They have a hit on their hands. Like a legit hit. They did everything right by this character. Everything. And the characters. Now, do I expect season two to remain the same? To be honest with you, that's going to be a hard task. That's that's not a low, like, see, to me, season three with, for, for Arrow was set to fail. Because you had seasons one and season two that were great. You had Deathstroke, who is a master villain, right? Season one of The Flash was superb. Season, season two was even, it wasn't as good, but it was good. I just think once you get to certain, I think once you have these high bars, and by the way, those seasons had nothing to do with the season. <laughs> now, once again, you have restrictions because you're on the CW and stuff. Now, in fairness to Arrow, he's killing people. Which is, I don't think the CW does much of that. Um, but the point is, I think when you have successful seasons, and honestly, there's very few flaws, if any, that's hard to do. You have to be able to incorporate it. To me, that's why it's kind of hard for me to say that I think Lucifer will be the the, the villain the entire season two, because Desire is still waiting in the, in the in the wings. And also, I I wonder if with Dream evolving now as a character, does his family have his back? Like I, I'm wondering, like what is this about? You know, so we don't know. We have we haven't met a lot of people here. Um, which I thought, which I think is good. You know, it didn't feel overstuffed. None of this. Um, so that's my opinion on it. Um, I'm not going to just keep harping on how good it was. Go watch it. Um, the last thing I'll say about it is... The, the, I guess the, the elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. I don't care personally. But they made Constantine a woman. Now, from my understanding... They didn't have the rights to use the male Constantine from like talking from the beginning. So apparently, when Gelman wanted to use to use Constantine, like he, he used him in various spots in his comics. But apparently, he wanted him to be strictly in his comics, and um, apparently, like that, like he didn't have the rights to it because someone else had the rights to it or whatever. And I believe a part of this gender swap. Every show, and by the way, every show is doing this. Every movie is doing this. We should be used to it by now. I don't know why we're not used to this. I don't know why we're frustrated. Um, it feels like we're looking for something, a reason to get uh, amped up or crunk or whatever the kids are talking about these days. Um, I never have a problem with it. I think the actress who plays her, I don't remember her real name. I don't, whatever. I think she's a great actress. She didn't do anything disrespectful by it. Now, would I have liked to see Matt Ryan in an um, unedited version of this character? Man, he plays him so well. It's just unfortunate that he's not really... like. I know he was on Legends. They brought him in for that one episode of uh, Arrow and blah, blah, blah. I know. I I just wish they would give him more of, a, more of a run. It feels like he's destined to be one of those guys that can play a character, has a limited run, and then he moves on and then they want to bring him back. This guy could be the Kevin Conroy for Constantine on the live action screen. He could be. But um, she was only in one episode. It wasn't offensive. I didn't. She did a great job. You know, I get it. And mostly his thing. I get it. Some things seem kind of forced. Narratives. As far as like her being gay and her being a woman. I, I get all that. I get where some people can get frustrated with it. But for the most part, from everything I've been told. And mind you, I've done no research prior to this. They were pretty truthful. I mean, uh, uh, they were pretty 
uh, yeah, truthful to the comic. You know, so I, that doesn't bother me. Just to get that out of the way. But uh, what did you guys think about it? Um, this was not a, a shocker, but this was a good shocker. So hope to see more of this in the next year or two. Hopefully this goes three or four seasons and we get some great television out of it. And maybe these people from WB can get some, whoever put this together can get the recognition they deserve. So anyways, that is the show for this week. I am the Slow Chemical. Like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. I'm out. For this show, we've been